Welcome to the Magic on the Inside podcast by the Sisters Enchanted, where we chat magic, hot topics, personal development, and good old-fashioned life. Brew up something delicious and sit with us for a spell. Welcome to this episode of the Magic on the Inside podcast here by the Sisters Enchanted. We've been chatting tarot all season long, and I'm really excited to bring you our final tarot episode. We've worked our way through the major arcana, the minor arcana, the court cards, and we are bringing you the last court family today, the suit of swords and that swords family. So listen in and enjoy as we bid farewell to our tarot season for now. And, and dive into the swords court. Anna, we did it. We did it. <laughs> Woo! I feel like this has been a long time we've been talking about tarot. Whatever will we talk about next? It was just the two of us. Just the two of us. <laughs> okay, then. I, the swords court... I think the Swords Court must be the most interesting of courts. Really? I do think... tell me why. I think so, because, well, Sage we know sister. that the Swords are my favorite, uh, is my favorite suit in tarot. Um, maybe because I don't have a lot of air, astrologically speaking, in my chart. Although that swords theme of your thought, your your um, way of looking at things, being like your, your you being your own worst enemy, is a huge theme in my life, and I think that's why I'm so fascinated by it because like you want to dive into it and undo it. Uh huh. Um, and yeah, the swords get like I think people don't want to dive into the swords. Yeah. No, I'm but, all about them. Yeah. I just want like all of the swords all of the time. Um, and that, um, also with the court cards of the swords is that every single, the page, the knight, the queen, and the king, they're like looking right at you, you know, like windows to the soul, <laughs> windows to the soul. That is like what they are staring you down. Yeah. And I want to say that the... The swords court are all about, to me, your level of energetic boundaries, emotional boundaries, boundaries to protect yourself, and that there are levels of different ways to make that work. Mm -hmm. um, so your page of swords, um, and again, we're looking at the Dark Mansions tarot again this time, but your page of swords, like, he's he's got his sword, but he's, like, not dressed for battle. You know, he doesn't have armor, he doesn't have a shield, he doesn't have a horse, he's, like, not ready. He's, like, yeah, the drum, like, or the boy, like, the drum boy that says, like, the army is proceeding. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, like, that, except he got his hands on a sword. Yeah. And, and isn't quite sure what to do with it. Yeah, and he, he doesn't look like he would be in the battle room, or he just kind of looks like, now did I get here? Yeah. But like, who gave me a sword? Right, <laughs> or that, or he, or that he like went into a bucket of swords to go out into battle and picked up the wooden sword. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Like, and then he goes out and like unsheaths it, and it's like, Meh. yeah, like a rubber sword. <laughs> yeah, like that's our page of swords. Um, so this yeah. is somebody that like may be very naive or not mature 
in the fact that they're about to go into a situation where they have to use their words mm. or speak their mind. Yeah. Um, and that they're not quite adequate in it. It's like when you go into a job interview or you go in to have a really important meeting and you have all of these things you wanted to say and you go into that meeting <laughs> and you, just, you like... just, you lost it all. Yeah. Or your very, like, pristine words turned into an excuse. Yeah. Uh, that is your page of swords. <laughs> yeah, I think that the swords, too, because it it's thought, you mm-hmm. know, I, and it's logic, really. It's our logical yes. thought. And I think that when we look at it as the progression, it also speaks to your, like, in how Anna just explained that you have all these ideas, but you walk in and then they're just gone. Right. Um, and then also around, like, creative energy, too, where... Like, you have all these ideas, right? And then as we age up, um, we're like, oh, remember when I had all these ideas? Right. Right. (laughs) You know, I experienced this in my own life. Anna and I were talking not too long ago, and not even talking, just got brought up, that, like, in my teens, I guess, teens, I was, like, a crafting crafterson. Like, I scrapbook. You did craft I know. A lot. I was, like, I would I would binge watch HGTV. And you baked a lot. Mm-hmm. And I had, like, I had all these plans that where I was, like, oh, I could totally be, like, make all this stuff for my house. Right. And I would, like, deck the house out for the holidays with homemade crafts. And I would scrapbook. Like, I had all these scrapbooking yeah. supplies as a teenager. Yeah. And then... Um, even in college, like I still did some of that. I cooked a lot in college. In college, I was like, I'm gonna learn to cook, and I I made per- hand- pierogies from yeah, scratch that. once. Yeah, and then I don't know, man. Like life, 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 life hit. And once I'm handmade pierogies to slice tomatoes. Yeah, yeah, no <laughs> cooking for me. But um, but it's interesting about how over time, though, your logic and like that logic brain, kind of. You adjust, is right. I guess what I'm saying. So we can, as we've seen with all of these other suits and the progression as to what happens, I think that it's looking at the progression can help us too, maybe to tap into these parts that we've not seen in a while. Right. You know, well, so like a paid right. version of yourself that right. you've not seen in a while. I would say too that the courts. I'll, I'll talk about it more when we get to the Queen of Swords. That the that that these swords court energy. Um, oftentimes when like they come through for a reading for me or you're talking about them, that this is not always an energy that you're supposed to stay in the swords court. I don't know if that makes sense to Sarah. Sarah's not listening. I am listening. <laughs> she's, she's, she is listening, but she's being silly. Um, so anyways, <laughs> that page. Name <laughs> of an item. Yes, you are. The page of swords like really thinks that he has an opinion he thinks he has something to say he thinks that he's wise beyond his years and then goes into like that meeting that debate that whatever yeah and gets schooled because he's definitely not prepared he gets owned he gets owned okay and then we have our knight of swords and now our knight of swords is a little bit more prepared he's got his horse he's got maybe a little bit more armor maybe not an armor but he looks like he is ready for battle. He looks like he's ready to go in and, like, yeah. chop up some things. The thing about our Knight of Swords here is that we have kind of like that. We talked about the Knight of Wands, about how he will light up his wand and real and not realize that he caused a forest fire in his wake to go save the day. Mm-hmm. Um, that our Knight of Swords may say things that are hurtful, or say things without thinking to yeah. get his point across. So he has a point that's a little bit more together than our page. 
He has a little bit more thought into it. He comes in a little bit more prepared. But like that Knight of Wands, we're a little bit more volatile here. Whereas our page, our, our Knight of Cups and our Pentacles are a little bit more slower. They're a little bit more um, compassionate before they take action. Yeah. Our Knight of Wands and our Knight and Sor of Swords are more volatile. They're more likely to cause damage <laughs> to, before they get to their goal. So like I said, the Knight of Wands may cause chaos in his wake to get something done. And the Knight of Swords may say things... Um, or may act out in a way that hurts people around them because they're trying so hard to get their point across that they don't take into consideration the people around them. Yeah. Yeah, I think that it is, uh, in term, and, and it's this that we're, it's that position where <laughs> you find yourself feeling full of all the knowledge. You're feeling right. like, like, I know what I'm talking about. I'm the smart one in the room. Right. I have you have the confidence of logic on your side, right. which doesn't mean you have logic on the side. Right. It means it's you have still the very immature <laughs> and naive yeah. thinking that like you have the right to say these things exactly when you don't quite. Um, on the other end of the spectrum, and I don't know what Sarah's going to think about this, um, and this is where it gets a little bit interesting podcast-wise, is that we have the Queen of Swords. And the Queen of Swords, to me, like I was saying, this is one of those archetypes that like you may step into for a little while. Um, or have it be like an aspect of you or, or something, but like, it's one of those maybe, um, energies that you don't want to get stuck in. Um, because you have that knight of swords that goes in and may say too much, may do too much, um, and cause some rifts. And for me, the queen of swords, when I pull her in a reading, I almost like immediately get like barrier walls that are built up. Like almost like she steps out like into a reading and says boundaries, like this is my brick wall. And for for me, the Queen of Swords is an archetype that steps in that protects you um, or transitions you from that Knight of Swords energy. So she's somebody that either protects you from somebody who's treating you like a Knight of Swords. Mm -hmm. Like the Knight of Swords is treating you in a way and the Queen of Swords comes up and says, no. No. She's the no card. So she's not just even like... So the Knight is saying all these things because he feels he, like, he has the right to say it. And the Queen of Swords comes up and goes, you do not have the right to say that to me. Like, to me, she's, like, that no card. Like, you do not have the right. This is how I'm feeling. And now I'm going to protect myself from those words or those thoughts. Yeah, she's super fierce for sure. Yes. Um, yeah, I do think that when we look at... Um, like, look at her holding on to her throne. Yeah, I know. And we'll, But when we look at the energies around these figures, these characters, the queen is typically associated with water, Right. right? So she is really balancing this logic right. and her emotion self, right. which is not easy to do. No, which is why she needs boundaries. Right. And so... And clear dialogue. I think which is why she looks so fierce, too. Right. Because she's having to really... Like, say, you're hurting me. Yeah, she's having and I need to, to um, really wield that sword. Right. And that's not easy for the right. Queen of Swords, swords to do. Right. Um, because she's not going to lash out. Like, the knight is going to say things that are hurtful, and the queen of swords will tell you a truth, but she's also taking in consideration your feelings and her own. And when we just look at the elements just as they are, air and water, there's not really... I mean, they're either working together, so the water's calm, right. and they're not working together. They're just not... Nothing's happening. Like, the air is not doing anything. Right. So the air is doing nothing, water's calm. Or it's a storm. Or... There's wind and there's a storm and right. the water is tumultuous. There's not 
a time where we can look at fire and we can say, well, you know, fire both, it destructs and it, but it also, it nourishes us and keeps us warm mm -hmm. and makes our food. And also, you know, some fire is important because there are, like when there's overgrowth, sometimes we use fire for certain things, you mm -hmm. know, that bring destruction, but then give space mm -hmm. for new life. And so we can make all these like, but this and that's right. where with water and air, there's not really a this right. and that. It's either, it's like. I'm fine, right. or I am not fine. Right. Well, this card reminds me, <laughs> the Queen of Swords reminds me, like, energetically, archetypally, archetype-esque, um, of Athena in Greek mythology, because she is the, the goddess of warfare, you know? So she can put together an idea of war and how the war should be fought, you know? Like, the strategy behind it. But she's also a warrior, you know? So she can be in the back... And say, like, this is how it needs to be done. But then when you come in conflict with her, like, mm -hmm. she will... Yeah. She's still a warrior goddess. You know what I mean? So, like, not only is she intelligent, but if you push her, she will fight you. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, no, I think... Um, anyway, yeah, the Queen of Swords, I think, is a... A person that you don't want to, I mean, I don't want to say you don't want to see yourself in. I mean, I can relate to that word because I was saying, if you listen to our Cups podcast mm -hmm. about how I feel like I'm either emotional or I'm not, right. um, which I guess is true of anybody, but mm -hmm. I feel like I'm that to an extreme. And it can be hard to be the one that's like, I must hold logic right now. And right. that's taxing. Yes. That is so taxing. Right. You want to, like, when you're really finding yourself embodying that Queen of Swords energy, you might want to ask for, like, Queen of Pentacles energy or something. Something a little bit softer that feels a little bit more grounded um, yeah. when you get stuck in that kind of yeah, Queen I of Swords. I think the Queen of Swords is a, an energy you might want to sort of invoke or work with intentionally. Right. When you know that you're an emotional person, right. like, I know that tense situations right. make me very emotional. Right. They take a lot out of me. If I know that conflict is coming, mm -hmm. um, I'm very good at conflict, right. but I also melt down right after. Yeah. I don't like it. Right. And, well, because um, like, it's like you could cut people with your words and then like afterwards be like, I just, re it's this huge emotional, yeah. like, oh, what just happened? Right. Um, and uh, so you can kind of invoke that energy if you feel like. Yeah. But yeah, definitely. This is like cut people with your your words energy you um, know what that's like yeah it's okay um and then you have your king of swords and your king of swords kind of takes all of that together um and instead of being like feeling emotional about what he has to say or being volatile about what he has to say he is like a speaker of truth like this is how it is speak up i'm truth. sorry that like he might and, and if he says sorry it's not in a way that he's being like emotional sorry he would be like more of the type of being like this is how it is I'm sorry if that doesn't align with you, but because of all of these things, this is how we're going to move forward. Like, I'm going to take, like, your, you know, the Page of Swords, who has this, like, really great idea, but, like, totally is stepping on everybody's toes, and utilize him to do this. I'm going to take that Knight of Swords, and instead of letting him go into battle up front, you know, I'm going to maybe put him in, like, not the front line. Maybe I'm going to put him two lines back so he can watch before he acts, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and that Queen of Swords, you know, he maybe will act and speak up for that energy. Um, not in a bad way, but, like, so that she doesn't have to do it. Well, the King of you Swords know? is air and air. Air and he air. logic and oh, logic. Total logic. And he's like, how can I 
foresee the outcome of this and then like align my family in the best possible like position so that the queen of swords doesn't get hurt the knight of swords doesn't hurt anybody and the page of swords doesn't like stab himself he's definitely like (laughs) i I can't think of an example but like in those movies and things where you go to oh this is this is such a stupid example. I'm, I'm ready. Say it, though. I'm excited. You know in the Mighty Ducks? Yes. The elderly <laughs> Do gentleman. Do I know the Mighty Ducks? The Mighty Ducks movie. Yeah. The elderly gentleman who does the... the blades. Hans. Yeah, Hans. Does, I feel like Hans could be... Because he's so... When Gordon is yelling at the kids... And he's, yeah. like, really being Always got something wise to say. Yeah, he didn't fault... Like, when Gordon walks in, he's just... He doesn't say anything. Like... I can't believe you. You're not yeah. like this. How did yeah. you turn into? He's just like he. Ha- like, I don't even know what he says, but he has something really thought provoking that yeah. he says. Like he has some statement where you're just like, "Ooh, you just burned him on the down low with yeah. your words." It's like Yoda, exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like, like a really good practice with this could be like depending on like what you no seriously to watch the Ducks. No, <laughs> but like to take something you really love, like Star Wars, or like. Um, Harry Potter, and put up all the professors, put up all the Jedi, and align yeah. them to an archetype. Like well, who is that's Professor one of the strategies Who is we Snape. teach in holistic witchery? Yeah, is to either to go through the court cards and either pick a person that you know, right, or a pop culture figure, right. a like a person in the media, and right. say who is this person to you? Right. Yeah, that's one of the strategies. That's you know that all. we teach in our class <laughs> well, because holistic witchery is. In case you're not in all those Amazing. <laughs> but that would be, like, really, like, what you just said. Uh-huh. Like, finding things that you really love. And, like, and then the thing about that, too, is because you love and you're invested in these characters or these people in your life that even if it is a stern card like the King of Swords or, um, you know, a little bit more um, unhinged, like your Knight of Wands, that because you have something about them that you probably like, you find an endearing quality to a character, that you can really see the light and shadow of these and see, like, what parts of them you can work with and not work with. You know, like, if you know somebody who is the knight of or the King of Swords and you know that they're not going to have a, an emotional reaction to you being emotional, then you need to be ready. Like I said, that Page of um, Swords, he didn't make a list. Mm-hmm. So he goes in and he just like word vomits and makes no sense and gets stomped on. Right. Whereas if you're going into that meeting with the King of Swords, you might actually want a bulleted list. <laughs> and you may actually want to hold it up in front of you and read it. Like, where's my index cards? Right. Well, because if you shoot from the hip, then you let an emotion and that yeah. King of Swords may not understand where you're coming from or just read your emotions and not hear the intelligent things you have to say. But if you can go in and say, I have written something for you and I'm going to read it to you. Then <laughs> you just uh, you just cleanse me. <laughs> you just like use a scent spray to like clean my aura. <laughs> Did I smell? You weren't supposed to stop talking. I couldn't help it. I inhaled it. <laughs> anyway. anyway, but yeah. Is so you. You, you would want to, you could do this with your courts and say, like, how do I talk to the King of Cups? How do I talk to the Knight of Swords? How do you talk to the Queen of Pentacles? And you can really see, like, how to navigate that by looking at these energies coming through the court cards about how to go into a situation. Mm-hmm. You know, like, 
am I going to get the job? And you pull the King of Swords, you might find that you will have to be very analytical and very precise in what you have to say. Or that at that job interview, that person may treat you that way. And to know that you have to be really intelligent about what you're going to say before you go into it. You know, um, if you pull the Queen of Pentacles, you know, know that you have to be really nurturing and invested and structured um, and available to listen, you know, and things like that. Quartz. Yep. They yeah. really, they say a lot. They're, they're, they're that part in tarot that people get really nervous about. But if you really look into them and see, like, am I embodying this or is somebody embodying this around me? And how can I communicate with that person? How can I interact with that person or idea um, and make it so that, like, I can navigate it Yeah, in my best way? Yeah, really, you know, the progression, what you... <clears throat> what you start out as and what you end up being able to manage right along the way that it um, is all right there it is so well that was fun it was fun <laughs> Can I, I, I know sarah said not to stop talking but sarah put on a lotion that is called a brazilian bombshell and then right after sprayed <laughs> this like spray that is from a candle like a lo- like a, not local, but like a handmade semi-local candle company. So I'm like uh, surrounded in a smorgasbord of smells. Yeah, I can kind of taste it right now. <laughs> like, I don't know what you do. It's like a cake, but also like like a witch's cottage in the forest all at the same time. Like yeah, the witch is at it. night with like all of her herbs, but she's making a vanilla pineapple cake. It's on my tongue. <laughs> yeah, mine too. It wasn't <laughs> smart of me. <laughs> I thought it would smell so good in here. It doesn't smell bad, but I think because we're on top of each other in the seat, and then you also sprayed that, like, on us, that there's no escaping it. Like, if you had walked over there and sprayed it, like, twice, and then done your lotion over there, was that and then went outside for a moment, and then came back in. A little Knight of Wands-ish of me. Yes. <laughs> yes, it was. Actually, without thinking. And I had a very Queen of Swords reaction, whereas I couldn't not speak my truth about how you made me feel in that moment. Okay, then. Well, what are we going to talk about next? I don't know. We'll have to think on it. It's going to be so exciting. It's going to be a surprise. Yeah, maybe we'll just wing it for a couple times. That would be fun. Just talk. Yeah. Shoot from the hip. Sure, it'll be really amazing. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thank you, guys. Thank Thank you, you. Anna. Thank you, Sarah. This was fun. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining in on this season of the Magic on the Inside podcast while we chatted tarot all season long. This is the final episode of that season, so go back and listen in from the beginning if you're catching this one as a newbie here to the Magic on the Inside podcast. And we can't wait to chat with you next season about life, magic, and everything in between. Until then, follow us at thesistersenchanted.com and have an enchanted rest of your day.